Well, this is Christian Amaz live from Masuyas with his podcast called How Many Times Have They Tried to Kill Me in the Last 18 Years? Well, let's count it out. They reprogrammed the Honda CRV to go in full acceleration at 110 on the highway in Chilliwack. We almost smashed into three or four to six cars at about 140. They took the caliper off the rotor in Rock Creek, and then we drove Anarchist Pass down to Asidius. And specific to that car, actually, though, this is important. At least 50% of the braking power in that car came from the rear end. So had that caliper torn off, severing the brake line, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They now habitually plant razor blades, you know, kind of like wrist-slitting razor blades. Not, you know, not, not, nobody in my family uses razor blades like that, right? We use safety razor or nobody uses that. They planted it in my house in Saanich. They planted it uh, at my mother's place. You know, this is sort of like Hoover FBI shit where they're trying to get you to kill yourself because, or they'll kill you. <laughs> because they know they fucked up. Like, they know they destroyed Canadian democracy. They know they destroyed a family. So if everybody's dead, you know... There's this weird thing where it's like, well, no harm, no foul, they're dead. Like, like you know, you get hurt through ICBC, a car accident. You know, what do you get? A few million? A couple million? But if you die, I don't know what your family gets. Like what? Not even some flowers? Right? You know, dead people don't tell stories, right? Like, like uh, what's his name? Epstein who had dirt on everybody who slept with young women, right? A bunch of old dudes sleeping with two young women, really young women. So they kill Epstein. You can't let that shit out, right? Everybody knows they're in on it. They're all in on it. So how many deputy ministers in the province of BC are in on the destruction of my life and family? I don't know. Let's talk about... Then there's a whole bunch of people that could have fought, right? And if you don't fight, you're in on it. So, Trumpy, Balgin, Whitmarsh, Milburn, Wanamaker. I don't know. Is that long enough? Is that a long enough list? The number of people. Because I was totally innocent. I'm innocent of everything. I haven't done a fucking thing wrong. But, they're going to lay out a story... And I'm guilty. <laughs> you know. And after you've been tortured Guantanamo style for, well, two decades. You'll be tempted to admit. And, like, there were times where I said stuff on purpose. You know, making it sound like I was guilty. So that I would try and get the person to make a move. You know, charging me with something. Let's do this. I want to know who my torturer is. I want to know who my killer is, you know? And there's no way, no way you could conclude that I haven't been murdered functionally. If you compare any engineer with a master's in business, someone who can become a CFA charter holder with an interest in markets and real estate development, lots of things, you cannot go around the world and find those types of people Look where they are in their familial life, financial life, career life, and compare it to where I am. 
and there's no way any human or algorithm or actuary would say that I haven't been murdered on almost every fucking level. Okay. I didn't do it. They're going to pin it on me. They're going to say you did. Well, I didn't. I didn't do it. There were times where I wrote things or said things, and they've made them worse, right? They've dubbed them. They've spliced them. They've retyped it. They've added words, taken away. They made it way worse, okay? They did that on purpose. They did that because they wanted to destroy me, and they did. In the, in the court of public opinion, which is about the lowest, you know, standard out there. So they did it. Not hard. And you know, it's really, it is really psychological. It's a super psychological assault to be around people who are just being weird all the time, you know? Whether you're like your neighbor and they're just collecting information or they're not behaving in a manner you would expect from a man, you know? It's just super weird all the time. Really quite stressful, actually. Like, I don't know. If you're a regular guy from Canada, I highly recommend you don't move to Vancouver Island. I don't know what those people are. I don't know. You'll be so confused. That'll lead into stress. You'll be like, you, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's like, I expect you'll say that. I'll say this. You'll behave in a manner. You'll, you know, like I gave my neighbor $50 worth of, a, you know, a pressure treated fence post, the concrete, everything you need, you know, take two hours fix the fence. I'm a little busy with my life blowing up. Here's the stuff you need. How hard is it to take two hours on a Saturday with your, you know, 18 year old boys who in a normal world in the mainland Canada, they, you know, they work and they get shit done. Not on Vancouver Island, you know, you know, they're just sitting there. I don't know. I don't know. What's fascinating is, you know, you try and go to a better place over and over and over again. And the same people, you know, the pigs who wrestle in mud and like it, they stop you because they know they're in pain. They know they don't like their life. They're on Vancouver Island. They don't like their life. So they want you to not like your life. <laughs> you know, like, seriously, right? You know, I mean, there's some smarter person who's got a better expression for that. I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know, like minds think alike, or, you know, success begets success. I don't know. Somebody's got some expression. But if you're around people who don't like their life, they want you to not like your life. 
So I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save your kids. Don't move to Vancouver Island. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. You want to surf? You know, go to Nicaragua. Go to Australia. You want to be on the ocean? There are a lot of countries with oceans who aren't as mental as, as the west coast of Canada. Okay? A lot. And I met this lady. She saw my tattoo, you know, where I'm talking about the death of my daughter, Daria. And she said, I'm sorry for your daughter. And I said, you're a very kind person. Have you ever thought of leaving Canada? And she said, no, no, there's bad people everywhere. No. I've been to Nepal and India. And... I can't say I've met a bad person. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. I spent at least, you know, in total time, a year to two years over there, six different trips. I cannot say that I've met a bad person. So, you know, I'm not sure that you've left Canada, but there are good people out there. <laughs> you know, people who break into your house, your yard, your car continuously. And I'm talking like... I want you to imagine at least 10 harassment events day after day, year after year for 18 years. How many, and that harassment event can be online, at least 10, okay? Online, on your phone, in your email, in your personal life, at least 10. So let's just go, on, like on average, right? 10 events a day. What do we got? 365 days in a year. That's 3,600 a year. Times almost 20 years. What is that? Like 70,000 harassment events? 70,000? You know, and some of them, like the way they sort of get you, some of them look like accidents. But then you realize they're not, right? Like the, the Honda CRV going into full acceleration at 110 on the highway. It's not an accident. It's not. Someone reprogrammed the car. You know, the caliper coming off the rotor at Rock Creek and then coming down Anarchist Pass to a series. That's not an accident. That's someone trying to kill us. My entire family. Someone's trying to kill my family. Okay. And that's post-2014. So I think what happened was, you know, Stephen Harper with his energy industry buddies started doing criminal acts with the military they got they were tracking people regular people who are you know proposing different ideas about stuff right so they start using the military as basically a political weapon and because they did that and that surveillance capability i quit my job in the ministry of finance i said look if i can i'm out of here I'm not, I'm not going to stay here. Like, that, that was the moment that crystallized me handing in my reservation, resignation. I'm out of here. I'm done.
you know, and I, I do go in different directions at the same time because that's just how I roll. I have backup plans. But when you come at me and bug my house and wreck my life, then I say, fuck it. And I try and go get a different job doing a different thing in a different world, you know. And how many people have I told, you know, the brave, the so-called brave Canadians? How many of these so-called brave Canadians have I told my story to over the last 18 years? And the question is, who did what when? Who did what when? Who fought for Canadian democracy and who did sweet fuck all? Because I know a lot of people did sweet fuck all. So I'll let you do the tally of who did what when. Because had you really done something, I'm pretty sure I'd still have a family. I'm pretty sure I'd still have a family and I've had, I would have multiple children and I would have a good career and a house and a ski pass and a fishing boat. I would have all this. But because you did fuck all... I don't. And, more importantly to someone, not me anymore, but, and Canadian democracy is dead because I'm not going to participate unless I get a billion dollars. And this isn't me ransoming Canada. I'm just saying that's my number. I'm not going to do a fucking thing with democracy unless I get a billion dollars so I can rebuild my family and my life. I'm not going to do it. I'm not applying for school district, you know, school board. I'm not applying for city council. I'm not running as a member of the legislature. I'm not doing a thing until I get a billion dollars to rebuild my life. And the first thing that's going to be is at least me and my son leaving Canada. And we are going to do whatever we want. To put it in the words of a guy I used to work with, maybe I'll buy a small island and just bomb the shit out of it with my money. Maybe that's what I'll do. I don't know. But until I get a billion, and I don't care what Canada does, I don't care. You'll see me, I'll progress with plans, totally independent of me saying those words. I don't care, but just you have to understand the implications, the ramifications of what you've done or not done. So I don't get the billion, I don't participate. If that works for your worldview, good for you. I don't care either way, I don't care. But there was 100% chance in history that I was gonna participate in democracy in Canada, 100%. And now I'm telling you, I'm not gonna fucking do it unless you show me you value it and you help me rebuild my family. No family for Christian, no participation in democracy for Christian. That's how it's gonna go. That's how it is. I don't care. It's all on you, not on me. And don't think, don't think they won't make your daughter out to be, you know, some pedophile slut whore bitch if they want to destroy her in the court of public opinion, right? Don't, you know, they'll take your son or grandson, they will fuck him nine ways from Sunday, set him up in every aspect of his life, you know, whatever they got to do to destroy them, that's what they'll do. So don't think that what happened to me is independent of what can happen to your family. It is 100%. What will happen to your family 
if the powers that be, the establishment between the criminal deputy ministers, the military, you know, corporate Canada, whoever's pulling the puppet strings. If your family comes across these people and they have evidence, proof, documentation, it's all in the emails, okay? It's all in the emails in Ministry of Finance, Treasury Board staff. It's all there. 2008 to 2011, Provincial Treasury, whatever. It's all there. 2016 to 2020, it's all there. I can't explain to WorkSafe because they don't give a shit, right? Whatever they get given, you know, more twice as much pizza if they deny regular British Columbians their benefits. I can't explain to WorkSafe what it is to have an ADM at a ministry like Ministry of Energy or no, Ministry of Environment lie to you like a known lie, right? Proven out to be a lie, lie to you, <clears throat> and you 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 have finally figured out there's a lie. And then you have to take the same issue in front of the Minister of Finance. I can't explain to you the level of stress that one incident, which is representative of a hundred incidents, what that is like. You know, your credibility on the line, what you think is, in a sense, and it's not all on my shoulders, obviously, what you think is like democracy on the line where. You have to get the right information to decision makers. They make the decision, you know, hop, hold, let's go, right? And then if people don't like it, there's an election in four years, you make a different decision. That is how the bureaucracy is supposed to work. Don't tell me it should work a different way because there's people in the bureaucracy who are embedded who think, no, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm gonna mess with shit inside, from inside. No, I think you're wrong. That's my perspective. I think you're wrong. I think the people of British Columbia or wherever you're from voted for a group of people to run the show for four years or five years. And if you still believe in democracy, whatever, but this is what I think as you know, from my peon total little person perspective, <clears throat> you vote them in, you do whatever you want. And if everyone doesn't like it, they vote you out four years later, right? That to me is the mechanism, not people embedding themselves in the bureaucracy, flying out from Ontario, Nova Scotia, wherever, embedding themselves in BC's bureaucracy, and then fucking with shit. Manitoba, you know? Do you know what it feels like to go to work in what you think, you know, in a place where you believe, and it's true, Billion dollar issues are getting sorted out. And important people in that office make commentary that makes you know they know what you did last night in your neighborhood 15 kilometers away. You know what that feels like? Do you have any idea what that feels like? And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh, you know, hey, uh, the person said the thing and... Okay, is that what you're going to do? You're going to call up Ministry of Finance, Security. You're going to say, you know, the number two in charge made this reference that really, really made it seem like they knew what I did last night.
So here's what I'll say. If you go to work in a government town, your default should be that you are entirely under surveillance. Your whole family, everything you do, everything you say in the car, everything, everywhere your kid goes to dance class, whatever, music class, elementary school, everything is under surveillance. And I don't know why, like, I don't know what the problem is with legislation that this is allowed to happen. Monstrous privacy violation. Monstrous behavior. And maybe that's the mistake, you know. Maybe, and I can't change me, you know. For me to change now at 47, I would die. So I continually believe people are good and I continually get hurt and I can't change that. Like I, I can't. So, you know, my plan is I'll just exist for 10 years and then I'll leave and go live a good life amongst good people. Not in North America. That's my plan at this point in time. And things change, but I think the evidence is on my side. Not your side. You know, somebody lied and made me out to be some sort of spy who, what, like embedded himself in the Ministry of Finance. Do you know how much I hated that job? And like for you, maybe you're a layperson and you're like, oh my God, Christian, you worked on, you know, $800 million renewed expansion project. You worked on billion dollar smart meters. You worked on billion dollar transmission to, you know, a mine up in the north, wherever. You know, you worked on, and I'm like, I, you know what? I don't care. I don't care because I don't have a house. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a car. I don't have a boat. I don't have a small plane. I don't have a family. You know, I don't have a thousand things. I don't have a career that I wanted in finance, business, whatever. So I don't care. It's not about money, you know. It's about are you living a life that you think is a good life, doing good things. And I'm not, and I'm not. But somebody thinks, you know, it's like someone in their delusional worldview, I, it has to be, thinks like I'm a spy or, you know, I embedded myself. <laughs> well, it was probably simpler. Like I wanted to pay the mortgage and eat, so I had to go to work. Well, yeah. I wonder if there's more than three times they tried to kill me. Three? I mean, in a sense, an ongoing harassment program, they're tr- they are trying to kill you daily. They're trying to get you to kill yourself, right? I really think we need a course in this, like in, in high school. <clears throat> How people really are, okay? How people really are when you get close to power. Like... I hope every journalist one day hears some of the things I've said, like, and understands, or, you know, you might not think it, but I've been trying to fight for you. I've been, I've been trying to help you. And you're still going to dance around with your cell phone. You know, your, your political parties are still not going to pass legislation on, on making sure you have secure telecommunications, right? They don't seem to care. And I, I found that super interesting. Why I wrote this in my WorkSafe uh, application. Why is there no encrypted email in Treasure Board staff 
unless somebody likes it that way. Like whoever monitors the communication all around uh, the building right by the legislature. And I'm telling you, right, like it all flows through a cable underground. So whoever's monitoring the emails and the telecommunication, of course they don't want it encrypted. <laughs> they just want to know what's going on. Imagine what we would get up to if it was encrypted. I mean, we would, we might have free education in BC and Canada. We might, you know, we might have an actual legislation that speaks to a right to housing for every human being on our land. You know, we might have actual legislation that speaks to a minimum amount of food supply. Like I'm talking some free bread, apples, carrots, squash. If you have no money, you can go to the grocery store and get some free bread, apples, carrots, squash, and pasta from the prairies. Why don't we legislate that? How hard is that? It's the easiest thing in the world. Is it going to make a difference? It is not going to hurt anybody. All it's going to do is help people who don't have food. So, yeah, we might get up to stuff like that, which apparently would be, you know, revolution starting. Oh, my God. North of the border, they're giving away free carrots. You know. Everybody rush the border. You know, the United States is quaking because of my podcast. What would... Well, shit, what would we do if they gave away bread? Oh, my God. What would... We'd have to do it. We can't have that. We can't have that. Crush him. Crush him down. Can't have the free bread out there. You can't have the free carrots. You can't have a legislated minimum amount of, you know, 200 square feet per person. You, you can't have that. Can't have it in Canada, because then the United States might have to do it, and they can't have that. That, that's against their worldview. That you would provide a minimum standard to people, you know, so they don't die. But you know, so I asked the question. I asked a lot of questions in the in the WorkSafe document, my application, and clearly, clearly, like I I would go to work each day. I'd have a headache by ten o'clock. Clearly, it was a very stressful environment, particularly because people were breaking into my office at night and changing documents. And, and, and if I said anything personal in an email, they would represent that back in my house, 15 kilometers away in the yard. They would they would do something by, you know, placing something stupid in a very secluded backyard, right? But obvious that my wife and I and our son hadn't put it there. So, and correlated to what I'd written in an email at work. I mean, look... If you think this is this is like no big deal, I'm telling you, it is a psychological assault of the first order. It is something that if you don't know this goes on, you'll be dry heaving with panic in the parking lot. You'll be puking your fucking face off every day before work because you don't have a clue what's going on. And I said it before and I'll say it again. They can kill you and your children within about a month or two, probably two months max, because you're not expecting this to happen to you. If it happens to you, 
if you know about it before it happens, maybe you can speak to somebody if they actually believe you, but maybe they won't. I can, with your cell phone, with access to your cell phone, I can induce psychosis in you. And if you live above the fourth floor, I can probably get you to jump out of the, four, the fifth floor within 45 days. You'll die, and no one in your family will know why you died. And I don't work in this industry, okay? Uh, and I don't read this stuff on the internet. I don't read these books. All this has been done to me. If you don't want to believe Edward Snowden, if you don't want to believe me, if you don't want to believe what happened to Amanda Todd and other people via the cesspool of hate that is the internet, well, that's on you now, okay? This is Christian Amaz, 47-year-old straight white male with a hole in his face, 10 cents in the bank, and zero prospects for anything. <laughs> But apparently my stalker still wants to kill me because I've got more than them. Can you believe that? How can that be? How can that be that I got more than this other person and they hate me so much for it? Seriously. And kudos to these people that, that have hunted me for 18 years. They're smart as fuck. Like, they know everywhere you're going, everything you're doing. They know there's four possibilities that by 3 p.m. you're going to go back to that patio and have a beer. They know, you know, they know everything. You're going to send that email. You're going to make that phone. They know everything. Kudos to them, you know. You won. Whatever it is, what's going on, you won. Daria lost. Andrew lost. But pure evil that hunted me for 18 years, that pure evil won. Congratulations. Congratu-fucking-lations. Live from Christian's podcast called Only Listen to It If You Want Your Kids to Survive. <laughs>